Hello. Hello. And welcome to Creepy Kentucky. I'm Quinn. And I'm Laura. And is there anything we want to talk about as Christmas as Christmas barrels down on us? Oh boy. Um the boy in the box got his name back. He did. I'm yeah. so happy for him. Yeah. I just want to know now I just want to know what happened. Right. That's because <sighs> something I don't know. Yeah, something went down there, but yeah, we'll probably sadly never know. Well, probably. Um, I got a book autographed by one of my favorite people. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a gift from Ashley. Go oh, Ashley. Go Ashley. And <laughs> so Friday <laughs> at the store, one of the people that worked there went out to uh, clean, you know. Yeah. And he went out the side door instead of the front door. And he walked, he basically walked up to like where some guy had stolen a bunch of stuff. Oh, gee. Dumped it in, on our stairs or whatever. Well, that was, so, that was nice. At least yeah. you can write it off. Yeah. So there was like a brass, a big brass, like 18 inches tall brass um, pineapple that oh. like opened at the top. And there was like a, a cocktail, like a big cocktail shaker. Oh, jeez. And there was a somewhat deflated signed UK basketball that I got. I mean, it was the most random stuff. And then there was like a plastic wrap. You know those rabbits that are ceramic? And they have like, instead of being like, they look, instead of being like rabbit, they're covered with like, I don't know, like... Uh, print, you know, they're covered with print instead of yes. being plain. Yeah, there was one of those, except it wasn't ceramic; it was plastic. Oh, geez. and so, then at one point, they were all standing out there, looking out the side window, like out that side door, the people, and they were like, "Yeah, the guys back looking for stuff." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So we just all stood there and watched him looking for stuff. <laughs> and I was, well, we didn't all do that because I was furtively hiding stuff so that if he walked into the store and asked where all his stolen stuff was, I would be like, hey. oh. <laughs> so, yeah. No, oh, the joys. Oh, yeah. Joy, yeah. <laughs> Well, my story isn't much more joyful today either. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> if there's nothing else to say, I will. Yeah. Oh, no, you go. Yeah, you're fine. No, All right. Fine. I will jump right in. On the night of June 25th, 1921, the residents of Hick- of what? Oh, I, I kind of burped a little bit. Sorry oh. about that. <laughs> I thought you had something to say already. 
<laughs> June 25th, 1921, the residents of Hickory Grove in Mayfield, Kentucky, decided to have a neighborhood picnic. They could hear music coming from the house up the hill, which belonged to Ernest Lawrence. And okay. around midnight, they heard gunshots from the Lawrence house and the sounds of women's screams. Uh-oh. When they got to the house to investigate, they discovered the house was engulfed in flames. Oh, no. The flames were too big to even attempt to be able to go inside. But one of the men was able to climb a tree and look inside. And when he did, he saw the bodies of 31-year-old Ernest Drew, 25-year-old Laura Drew, 5-year-old Fred, their son, their 4-year-old daughter, Ethley, their 11-month-old son, Ralph, along with 28-year-old Otis Drew. Huh. Lawrence. It was Ernest Lawrence and Laura Drew. Uh-huh. Yeah. I took the wrong notes. I'm sorry. Oh, Otis yeah. Drew. 23-year-old Ola Drew. Yeah. Five-year-old Harry. Four-year-old Otis Jr. And also their four-month-old son. Wow. Um, oh, my. Okay. And there was also the body of Otis's 25-year-old brother, Delmer. Oh, my. Now... A lot of the articles I looked at all had, like, different names and ages for everybody. Yeah. But that was about everyone that I could, Okay. you know. Okay. No, fair. Uh, I totally, yes. <laughs> uh, I know people love newspapers as primary sources. Yes. But there are some issues <laughs> with newspapers as primary sources. Um. The two families were connected through Laura and Ola, um, who were sisters. Oh, okay. Um, The neighbors waited until the fire went out, and then they went in. Um, What was left of the bodies looked like they had been staged. Oh. So, there was a woman and two children on a bed in one corner, a woman and two children on another bed in another corner, and among their ashes, there was an axe. Oh. There was a man's body in the third corner. A man's body by the fireplace. A man's body by the door. Beside him was a revolver with six missing cartridges. There was a crouching dead boy by the door. And a dead child in the middle of the room. They also found metal pieces from a guitar and violin. A rifle. With one cartridge that had been fired and one that had exploded. Ooh. A shotgun. A mm-hmm. $140 intact. Hmm. So it was not a robbery. No. Um, a large oil can from the yard. Um, and finding the ashes and the guns led detectives to believe that some of them had been killed with the axe and others with the guns. Right. And they said that one of the women had what looked like an axe wound in them and the baby she was holding's clothing were drenched in blood. Ooh. Ooh. It, it was gruesome. Oh. Um, but there was so little left of the bodies that they were unrecognizable. Yeah. 
and what remained was put in one coffin and buried in Maplewood Cemetery. Oh, dear. Because there was so little of them left. Wow. Um, Sheriff Marion McCain and Coroner O.M. Merritt said, quote, We find that Ernest Lawrence and family and Otis Drew and family came to their death by some cause unknown to the jury and unknown to the jury and the evidence burned in Ernest Lawrence's home. We believe there is foul play, but we do not know the cause. Wow. Wow. So they had two main ideas of what happened. Right. One was that it was an enemy of the family that had committed the murders. Or the other, which was Sheriff McCain's favorite theory, was that Ernest Lawrence had done it. And then he killed himself and and burned the house to hide the evidence. Um, his evidence to support this was yeah. information from Ernest's brother-in-law that Ernest had suffered a blow to the head from police years prior for resisting arrest for public intoxication. And since then, he had suffered from spells. Oh. oh. Um, and that was all McCain needed to hear to be convinced. <sighs> Even though it was also said that Ernest was never violent during these spells. Yeah. Uh, police did what little investigating they could with no evidence and no witnesses. Right. Um, neighbors who all saw the fire all had differing accounts. Some said they did hear gunshots. Some said they heard two. Others said they heard six. Wow. Some say they didn't hear gunshots at all. Um, one woman said she saw a man run out of the house scream in the yard, and run back inside. <laughs> uh, someone else said that it had been a woman that ran out. And they liked this story because it made it seem like she ran back in to save her children. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, another person said they saw a car leaving the area just before the fire. Uh, a relative of the women that w- were killed said a man approached whoever they were and claimed to be from the Secret Service and said what? that a sailor had done it. I, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of sailors in the middle of Kentucky. Well, not the middle of Kentucky, but yeah, that one of extreme western, but what about you know, yeah. two entire families. Right. Um, and finally, there was an obviously false claim that there were five human heads in the family's cistern in the farm's cistern and that's pretty much where this ends um sheriff mccain kept with the story that ernest lawrence went crazy killed his family and his guests before starting the fire and killing himself well guys but 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 um there was a group in the area that was known for burning things down Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this group was called the Night Riders. Mm-hmm. Um, author and distant relative of the families killed, Bernadette Rule, believes they were responsible, and kind of goes into the reasoning in her book Dark Fire. Okay, which I tried to read, but it wasn't going to work out for me. Mm-hmm. Um. 
it's kind of like a fictional, non-fictional telling of the events. Oh, I'm not a fan of those. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of why I was like, I'm not gonna really. I'm really sorry. I'm not do a that. Yeah. Um, but she thinks the Night Riders were responsible. Mm. Now to explain the Night Riders, we have to go back to 1904. Okay. When the Black Patch War started in about Ooh. 30 counties. In southwestern Kentucky and northern Tennessee. That area was the leading supplier of dark fire tobacco, which gave the area the nickname the Earth Patch. Yeah. Um, And the tobacco was special because it went through a different process after harvest, which consisted of wood smoke and fire curing. Oh, good. It's the type of tobacco used in pipes, snuff, and chew. Okay. Um, so this guy, James B. Duke, had a company called the American Tobacco Company, mm-hmm. or the ATC, okay. which became one of the largest industrial monopolies in the country. Yeah. Which obviously made people upset. Um, yeah. He was, <laughs> he was lowering the prices paid to the tobacco farmers that they were used yeah. to. Right. Like, it had gone from 10 cents to 2 cents, but we'll get into that. <gasps> Ooh, boo. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Um, so, on September 24th, 1904, a tobacco planter slash plantation owner named Felix Ewing formed the Dark Tobacco District Planters Protective Association, or the PPA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I shouldn't. I really should not have found that that funny, but it just was. I'm really sorry. Well, it's gonna be said a lot, so oh, good. Being prepared okay. for lots of lots of PPA. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they were really mad about the prices. Um. Instead of yeah. making eight cents a pound, they were making two cents a pound. Yeah. Um. So the PPA was formed to protest the lowered prices. And to attempt to give control to the farmers. Okay. The original plan was to withhold tobacco until the ATC agreed. But it didn't work. And by 1905, the farmers were starting to turn to violence and vigilantism. Uh, yeah. They called the non-poolers hillbillies. And the monopoly company, the trust. (laughs) In 1905, Felix got sick, so Dr. David Amos took the mantle. David what? (laughs) Amos. It's A-M-O-S-S. Oh, okay. I heard something totally different. (laughs) I'm really sorry. You're okay. I'm like, first we have PP, then we have anus. I'm like, where is this going? (laughs) Well, he kind of is an anus, but (laughs) we we can... (laughs) Amos. Okay. Amos. Yes. Um, He had been a cadet and drill master at Major Farrell's Military School in Hopkinsville. Okay. Um, In October of 1905... 32 men from the Robertson County branch of the PPA met up and decided to take the name of the Possum Hunters organization. Um, They outlined grievances against the trust and the hillbillies. 
they intended to visit trust members and hillbillies in groups of more than five, but less than 2,000. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all 32 of them, you know. Oh, my they God. just want to make sure they could all go to the party. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and would use peaceful ways uh-huh. to convince their enemies to follow the PPA. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Um, they, this was adopted by many counties, but soon those peaceful visits became less peaceful. Especially with our pal, Anus. I'm, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to roll with calling him Anus. Oh, um, he used his background to train his groups like a paramilitary. Oh, which has oh, the structure, training, and tactics like a military, but is not a military. Yeah, exactly. That's some. That's something else. <laughs> that's Ooh. called. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see if you um, recognize any similarities between Night Rider tactics and maybe clan tactics. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'm, I wasn't going to name them. I wanted to have you guess, <laughs> but you guessed it right off the bat. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, they would. Show up on horseback at night. <gasps> oh no! In masks, hoods, and robes. <gasps> no, no. They would ride in columns of two. No. They would muffle the horses' hooves with cloths, so you I couldn't don't... even hear them coming. I don't like any of this, Quinn. It's bad. I know. Uh, <laughs> they would ride silently, carrying carrying torches and lanterns. I don't like any of this. This is no, bad. it is. It's all oh, bad. No. By the they... middle of 1906, there were 10,000 Night Riders. Oh my God. Then that's... it gets bad from here. That's a lot of night. That's a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. That's good Lord. Yeah. I had no idea there were that many. I didn't. Like, I wouldn't have thought even there wasn't that many people in the area, period. Yeah. Yeah, you know. (laughs) And it's, it it gets, yeah, it's good. It's going to get rough. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Um, They started to whip and beat hillbillies that wouldn't listen. Oh, no. Oh, no. They burned their barns. No. Destroyed their tobacco fields and plant beds by <sighs> scraping, salting, and choking young plants with grass. Boo. All under Amos's command. Um, they conducted several raids over the years. And, bet your ass, I'm going into some of them. Oh, no. Well, on <laughs> December 1st, 1906, yeah. in Princeton, Kentucky. Right. The night riders came into town. Um, some of them took over the police station. Some took over the telegraph and telephone lines. Others took over the fire stations, and they shot off the water to the town. Two hundred men in masks rode through the town with rifles, pistols, and shotguns. And when they started firing, the townspeople obviously woke up and tried to come out of their houses to see what the hell was going on. Uh, they were told to stay in their houses and to keep the lights off. 
Um, and then they were shooting out windows and at people's houses that would not listen. Uh, they headed to J.G. or Tobacco Factory and put dynamite under the tobacco piles and doused the building with kerosene. Wow. Then they tossed one of the lit torches into the building. They also went to Steger and Dollar Warehouse and set it on fire, too. As they left, slowly, they sang, The fire shined bright on my old Kentucky home. That's bad. (laughs) That's really bad. Oh, no. Both warehouses were destroyed. Oh, yeah. Along with 75 tons of non-PPA tobacco. Mm. On January 4th, 1907, in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Oh, Hoptown. Yep. Mayor Charles Meacham got a call that the riders were coming. He immediately set the defense plan into action since the communities around Princeton were concerned after the Princeton raid. But it was just a test. The riders would come in and out of town to keep an eye on what was going on and getting ready to attack. And they made their move on December 7th, 1907. Hmm. They left their horses outside of town. And 250 men marched through the down. Um, some guarded the roads into the city and downtown. Others took over the police station, the fire department, um, right. the railroad depot, the telephones, right. the telegraphs. They basically just cut the entire town off. Right. Yeah. Um, and others were riding through town, shooting out the windows of the houses with lights on. Uh, um, of course. People were held hostage on Main Street, and businesses <laughs> wow. were vandalized. Wow. Lindsay Mitchell, who was a buyer for the local tobacco company, was dragged out of his house and beaten. Aww. Uh, the Lantham Warehouse was burned, as well as the Tandy and Farley Warehouse. The These fires got out of control, and several houses caught fire along with the PPA warehouse. (laughs) I should not laugh at other people's pain. But honestly, karma. (laughs) Yeah, like absolutely. Um, A brakeman at the railroad named J.C. Feltz tried to save rail cars from the fire but was shot in the back with 35 (gasps) buckshot pellets. What an asshole. He survived though, so Thank it God. was yeah. Thank God. Amos was hurt in the head by one of his own men by accident. So he was he was escorted away by Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um and just like in Princeton, when the men left town, they sang my old Kentucky home. Oh. After this attack, the governor ordered um Kentucky militia on active duty, and they remained on active duty from December 1907 to November of 1908. Wow. And no attacks took place where the soldiers were, because obviously not. Yeah. Um, where they weren't 
on January 3rd, 1908, was Russellville, Kentucky. Mm. And like they did before, the Night Riders rode into town, uh, dynamited the Luckett Wake <laughs> Tobacco Company. Oh, no. And the American Snuff Company. Uh, this wasn't their last time in Russellville, mm. though, however. Um, hang on, I have a note to go to a different page. Aha! On August 1st, 1908. Um, they. I don't know why I did that. Okay. August 1st, 1908. 100 men in masks that may have been riders, it probably was, entered the Russellville jail demanding four prisoners Joseph Riley, Virgil Jones, Robert Jones, and Thomas Jones. Huh. All men were black and associated with Rufus Browder. He was a sharecropper for James Cunningham. Um, Rufus and James had had a fight where Cunningham had... Uh, <coughs> sorry. My notes got a little jumbled. Uh, whipped and shot Browder in the back as he was walking away. <coughs> Browder obviously returned fire and ended up killing Cunningham. Browder was arrested and sent to a different town for his own safety. Um, his Masonic Lodge brothers and friends, the three the men that were in prison, were arrested for expressing their approval of what he had done. Okay. Um, it's believed the rioters. Uh, this is this is so bad. Um, it's, it hung the men on the same tree. Oh lord! Pinning a racist warning on one of their robes. Oh no! Yeah. Um, on February fourth, nineteen oh eight, the night riders took over Discusburg, Kentucky, where they burned the Bennett Brothers Tobacco Warehouse and Distillery. They took W.B. Groves from his home and whipped him for not joining the PPA. They also got a hold of Henry Bennett. I'm assuming that's one of the Bennett brothers. Yeah. Um, they like tied it. him to a tree and whipped him with thorn tree branches. Ouch. Yeah. On February 10th, 1908, they raided A.H. Cardin's farm near Mexico, Kentucky. Uh, he was a former gubernatorial candidate. They burned a warehouse he was using to store tobacco he had bought for Buckner and Dunkerson from Louisville in a barn that held tobacco grown on his own farm. Mm. On their way there, they took over Fredonia, holding citizens under guard while the raid took place. On April 9th, 1908, night riders went into Birmingham, Kentucky. Um, the area they descended upon was the African-American section. Of course they did. The riders shot into every house as a warning to the residents not to work for the enemy. The white people in town had gotten the message, but the black people hadn't. Ugh. 
was their reasoning because of course because racism um while shooting into the houses john scruggs and his grandson were both hit and killed <gasps> oh no um some people were taken from their homes and whipped oh no um on october 3rd 1908 about 50 riders went to the home of david walker this crime oddly has nothing to do with the ppa or the black patch war but went down but what went down i think really needs to be told uh-huh um the night rider said his crime was cursing at a white woman oh no when they came to his house they demanded he come with them and when he refused they poured coal oil on his house and lit it on fire as he came out begging for his family's lives he was shot with several bullets along with his wife and the baby she was holding when she went outside three children came out next and were also shot jeez the oldest the oldest son chose to burn to death rather than to come outside god after this governor augustus e wilson said quote if two or three men had gone to this poor cabin and murdered this family the crime would have shocked humanity with its revelation of incredible weakness, brutality, and dastardly cowardice. That a larger number, some 50 men, joined such a crime multiplies the cowardliness and wickedness 50-fold and makes every member of the band guilty of murder in the first degree. End quote. I mean, truth. Right. He yeah. offered a $500 reward for the arrest and conviction of any night rider that took part in the killings. But of course, nobody ever was. No, of course not. <laughs> Never. Uh, by 1910, the night riders reign of terror had pittered out thanks to Newton Jasper Wilburn assisting on the arrests of several riders. Oh, good. Uh, the tobacco growers got more money for the crops. Um, Amos went to trial and was acquitted of all charges. Well, of course he was. Yeah. So, fast forward again to 1925. Okay. It's a few years after the Lawrence Drew murders. Mm-hmm. Um, and there yeah. was another rash of barn fires within Graves oh. County. Oh. Uh, late May, Claude Wagoner's home was destroyed. Now, his wife was a niece of Laura and Ola. Oh, huh. The two murdered matriarchs. Right. If you recall. Uh-huh. In June, Hub Drew's home was burned. and He was a brother of Otis and Delmer Drew. Okay. Two That's of the murdered weird. men. Okay. The next fire was the, from the barn of Oscar Riley who was a nephew of Laura and Ola. The next fire took out the home to, of uh, Oscar Riley's relatives. So it's all been connected to that family somehow. Yeah, this is so weird. It's weird. Yeah. Um, 
the final fire destroyed the home of J. Harvey Porter on July 8th, 1925. But it isn't known if he was connected to the Druze or Lawrence's at all. Hmm. These fires brought forth the the theory again that it was someone with a grudge or possibly the Knight Riders. Oh, yeah. But even after a hundred years, it isn't known exactly what happened. Wow. That is bizarre. Yeah. Oh, my. And that's all I got. That's the end. Oh, wow. That's so crazy. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, first of all, like, I'm glad you talked about the Night Raiders because they're horrible people. Uh, yes, they need to be talked about it. They need I, to be talked I had about never it. even heard about them yeah. until uh, they came up in my research for the the massacre, Mayfield massacre. Right. But man, just to have like like all of those things happen to all those relatives, that's so crazy. Yeah, and I couldn't find anything else about it. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it, oh gosh, it almost it almost sounds like that they all knew who did it. And yeah, like, we're going to burn your house down, and if you say I, anything, we will kill you. Yeah. But I don't know. Like another theory I read in there, it um, they were upset that. Ernest had gotten the house because their family had bought the house from the old owner. Yeah. So maybe like someone else in the family was upset that they had gotten the house. Oh my gosh. But why would they burn it down if they wanted the house? If they wanted the house. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I mean, the only thing I can think of with that is the old theory of if I can't have it, you can't have it either. But that's right. Seems, that's but, always so, you know. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Man, I don't know. It's, oh, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my world for the past yeah, really. two weeks. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, it's a weird one. Um, who? Well, first of we, all, we, do, we have an email. Oh, yeah. We do have an email. It's creepykentucky at yeah. gmail.com. And a Twitter and an Instagram. And those are both at creepykentucky. Yeah. Now, I don't know who we want to... to uh, what the hell? Yeah, I don't know who we want to hell. We want to at the hell. I mean people of western kentucky i don't know <laughs> night riders i don't know i was I, thinking david amos oh yeah because fuck that guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're like david amos because fuck that guy <laughs> yep <laughs> that might be our tone <laughs> <laughs> we have a new ending <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, David Amos? Because fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> <David Amos. laughs> 
Oh, how are we going to do that? Do we do what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, so. Okay. Is it what the hell, David Amos? Because fuck that guy. Yeah, we'll do it that way. Okay. okay. I like that. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's Three. Two. Okay. One. David? What the hell, David Amos? David Amos. Fuck that guy. Oh my god. He's horrible. He deserves it. He does.